The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Yeah, my boy Ruben put some new sounds together for me right there. You know, sound in the ear, the mind, the body, the heart. Music touches it all, and that's what we do here at Voice America Sports. We touch everyone, all of you, all over the world. And boy, we touch on some serious subjects, don't we? Lionel, my man Lionel Dalton, shaking it up in the house. You know, that, 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 that's a serious topic. It's, it's a topic of discussion that's been out there for some time. Uh, you know, many people have want, wanted to know why is it that many of the black athletes marry outside of their race? And, and, and that's, a, that's a question of interest. And um, race just seems to be just a major issue in a lot of things that are happening today. You know, there are people who have a different of opinion, um, you know, even with the fact the treatment of the athletes um, when it comes time to contract negotiations, when it comes time to discipline, uh, it seems as if race always finds its way into the picture. And at some point in time, we would all like to think that race is not an issue, but justice is not blind as long as you can see the difference in a person's color and a person's skin there's always going to be these nasty undertones and many times they reveal themselves in its ugliest ways. But I just, I'm going to do the Rodney King on you. I just wish we could all get along, but that's, that's really not the way of the world. So Lionel, appreciate it, man. You know, bring it to him, you know, give it to him real. Uh, don't hold back on it. Uh, shout out. I better shout out to my wife, huh? Don't be scared. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've married a beautiful uh, African-American woman from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, but I, and I tell her all the time, I just, anybody, you know, who can be happily married, I'm happy for them. And I think that people should give people a chance. She gave me a chance, I gave her a chance, and, and it worked. Um, but I, you know, they talk about, you know, women seeking out men and going to places looking for men. I'm going to keep it real. I, I went where she was at. I, find, I knew where she was going to be sometimes. I asked if she was going to be there. I found, hey, I knew what I wanted. I might have made some mistakes along the way trying to get there, but, you know, so shout out to anybody who can get it right because, you know, it's a hard life. And then you got to be a quarterback in the NFL, and your name happens to be Big Ben. And, you know, Ben, it, you know, if other people weren't experiencing difficulties and challenges in their lives, and sometimes the law is involved in it, and sometimes it's not. But teams, you know, are looking at situations 
individually, but yet still they're trying to create this standard of discipline. And so now everybody's waiting in the midst to see what's going to happen with Big Ben. You know, if he will be. And I'm out here on the West Coast, but I'm going to ask my intern. Yeah, I got my intern with me. You know, Corey, you know, Corey do his thing. Corey, see what happened if you can find something out there for me. You know, I, I think they already met with Roger. I think he met with, you know, Roger the, the Hammer. Uh, probably about 2 o'clock East Coast time. That was about three hours ago. And so some decisions might have already been made about what's going to happen with Ben. But um, it just... <laughs> It's, it's just sometimes you just how could the situation happen? I'm I'm rooting for Ben, but let's take me and my relationship with the F National Football League away from it. And I'm just going to look at it, and I'm looking at the various cases, and I'm like, wow, how is there not en enough evidence? And I'm hey, I'm if the young lady decided to walk away, that's fine, but I, I think there's enough evidence for for Roger to lay the hammer down, and uh, Ben, just man, you 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 got enough. You know enough. Keep yourself out of those situations. You know, you can bring the party to your house. You can bring the people to your house. But bring the right people. And, and listen, even though money does not make you mature, I think people need to understand that. It's, it's wisdom is gained over years and years of time. I did some of those stupid things when I was a kid, too. So he, this young man. Ben's been in the league, um, what, four or five years? Four years, maybe? Five years? So he's 27. Come on, if I knew now, if I knew then, when I was 27, what I know now, you know, I'd be a whole lot different. So, you know, 27 with a whole lot of money, man, that doesn't all, you know, you don't have the intelligence in every area that you need. But you do surround yourself with people. And hopefully your upbringing that your family has provided for you will help you make some smarter decisions. But right now, it looks like the Pittsburgh Steelers got to make some decisions. And, you know, I'd just be curious for those of you who are out there. By the way, you can call me if you like to. I think we got a call-in number of 888-346-9144. I said 4-4. I think Kwame says 4-4. I think Damien might even go into four four by now, but it's in the Midwest. It's four four, and I know I'm not in the Midwest, but I'm from the Midwest. But I'd be curious as to those of our, those of you out there who are listening, and uh, you know what's going to happen or not happen with with Ben. I mean, should he be suspended? Is there enough evidence there for you to pass judgment, or not pass judgment, but to make judgment? You know, just based upon the fact that someone took the time to call the police. You know, that's what I used to always say when I was a kid. You know, wow, she called the police because our football rolled on her grass? She called the police because we jumped over the fence to get the football because we were playing, and she called the police on us? Come on, is, is there enough there to take the time out to call the law enforcement, to, to bring them in? There, there must have been something there. Come on. Everybody, you know, we love our daily lives. What happens in your life to make you think, uh-oh, I need to call the police? I mean, for me, it would, it would have to be, I mean, a crime has been committed. Otherwise, that's, that's what the law enforcement people are there for. They're there to enforce the law. If the law has not been broken, you don't call the police. I think in both cases, 
at least they've consulted the law. Either they've called the police or they've, they've consulted with an attorney who then has decided that perhaps maybe legally there are some grounds here for us to pursue this, this action of which Ben is involved in. Ben, if those kind of questions come up, that's where, you know, hey, no. Nah. Think about it. The devil's on one shoulder, the angel's on the other. Your head is in the middle. Make the decision with your head and make the right decision. Most of the times we always say that, you know, we, ah, this gut, I had this gut feeling. Well, me being a, a blessed man and a saved man, I always say that's the Holy Spirit working inside of me. And whenever that Holy Spirit says to you, you might not want to do that. I've never done anything in my life that was not the right thing. And I ever thought about I might get in trouble for doing that. See, when you do the right things, you never worry about, wow, what would the consequences be if I do this when it's the right thing? But I know many times people have thought, and it's only a fraction of a second. It's just like that. And, and when you play sports, you operate in a world of fractions of seconds. And you make decisions like that. Many times you make decisions emotional. You just psh, make that decision. You do it. And so when that thought comes up that, wow, there could be consequences, don't do it. I don't care who you are in life. If you're doing anything in life where there are negative consequences that you think may be forthcoming, if in, if in fact you do what you're about to consider doing, don't do it. Just don't do it. And you'll never regret it. You will never regret it. But you will regret and you'll look back up on it and you'll say to yourself, wow. I was thinking, man, I shouldn't do this. And whenever you say that, you know, after that normally comes, yeah, but, you know, I did it anyway, man, and you're in the back of the wagon, going to jail someplace, sitting in a courtroom, swearing to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God, you know, or sitting at behind the desk, you sitting on one side, they sitting on the other side, a man you paying a lot of money to by the hour, sitting there helping you make a decision. Don't want to be there. Don't want to do that. And I'm talking about Big Ben. <laughs> but I'm also talking about every person that's listening. If the consequences are something negative, something you got to pay for out of pocket, and you don't have a choice, somebody else is negotiating a settlement, whoa, <laughs> don't do that. And so listen, that could be with also, let me talk about what Lionel was talking about for a second, black or white women. Don't make a difference. Make the right choice. Go with your heart and your soul. You've been listening to Rail of Sports, Voice America Network, for the first 15 minutes of my show. I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to come back, and we're going to talk about a little bit of football, NBA playoffs coming up, LeBron feeling the heat. We'll be right back after this break. Comprehend the guidelines. My chest out, chinchilla all relaxed on the sidelines. I'm so famous. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. But you know what they say, Kanye. Slow motion better than no motion. I walked in the crib, got two kids and my baby mama lay. All right, we're back. Listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. You know, yeah, you know, you got that Kanye thing because he got a little bit of Midwest swag. You know, Midwest, we got a different kind of swag going on. You know, used to be way back in the day, you know, we had little Parliament Funkadelics, Ohio Players, OJs, you know, Isley Brothers. We keep a lot going on out there in the Midwest. I'll tell you what's going on in the Midwest right now. My boy Santonio Holmes, yeah, Ben's co-partner. I, I I think they were co-MVPs in that Super Bowl. I, I don't think Santonio won it by himself. I think they I think they were co-MVPs in that Super Bowl. But anyway, Santonio's been sent packing. Shout out to the Ohio State University. Uh, been sent packing. You know, I, it, again, he made one of those decisions. Wasn't think about consequences. Uh, so he's going to be, I think, with the Jets. Um, there playing ball, and here's another thing about that thing. I think he got to sit out about four games because again has some has some issues. Am I right there, young man? Yes. See, Corey said yes. Again, shout out to Corey. Corey, Corey, be on his job, y'all. I want y'all to know that young man's doing a great job. Been here interning with me now for a couple weeks. 
Uh, I think we're going to our third week. And uh, hey, Corey, we gotta uh, we gotta get that show together next week because we're gonna have fish. We gotta reach out to uh, Kelvin Fisher. Fish, you can't you back off now. I mean, I know you got a couple of your cats that uh, there's some serious issues with what's going on in the house out there in Pittsburgh. But we're gonna talk about again what you always told me that the Steelers do. You reload, you don't rebuild. So y'all getting ready to reload for this draft, and I know you had a lot of insight and perspective and contributions to the upcoming talent of which will probably be chosen that's on your board, and we look forward to discussing that. Next week's going to be a very interesting shows for us uh, because of the fact a couple of those shows will be, in fact, going on during the time of the draft. I think uh, the draft is next uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So our Thursday and Friday shows uh, we'll be able to give you some real good perspective about the draft. And by the way, I, I got to give another shout out. Uh, you know, D-Jack, I'm, I'm looking to do a special show with Deshaun Jackson and uh, wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, all pro wide receiver with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, somebody's new going to be throwing the ball to him, but he's got something special that he's doing. You know, he's throwing a, um, a whole lot of his time and effort towards a, a special cause of his. And I think it's pancreatic cancer. Uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to get this wrong, but somebody very near and dear to him was lost recently as a result of that. And uh, we'll go more into that. But uh, that young fella is uh, getting it done. And he's now getting it done off the field as well. But uh, I started to talk a little bit about that break, the pressure on LeBron. And I, listen, a few weeks ago, I started talking about this, and now everybody else wants to talk about it. You know, I guess now they're giving LeBron some time to rest. Um, but the fact of the matter is, LeBron James has an awful lot of pressure on him to perform. But not just to perform, but to win. I mean, a championship. I'm not so sure that when Michael came out, see, the pressure on Michael to be the greatest basketball player to be an NBA champion, Michael did not have as much pressure on him as LeBron has on him at this time. And see, LeBron has the pressure that's coming because, again, he's been put in that category as one of the greatest. And, and see, Michael, you know, Doc was still around, you know, when Mike came in the league. You know, Magic and those guys were still around. When, when he could, Bird was still around, you know, Isaiah was still around. So Mike eventually evolved to become the greatest. LeBron came in and he just was handed the crown. King James is how he came up on the stage. So there's been pressure on him from the very beginning. And now the pressure on him is to win it this year. Th they're saying if he doesn't win it this year, that the pressure well, you know, for it, it, it will cave everything in that he's done and that he will do because this supposedly is the best team that he's ever had. Now, here's the fact of the matter, too. If he doesn't win, and I'm going to ask my talented, knowledgeable intern this, if LeBron doesn't win this NBA championship, does he leave Cleveland? And, and the reason why I ask that question, Corey, is because, listen, Michael nor Kobe, they never left to win their championships. They stayed there. They, they got the supporting cast they needed. Now, my man Charles had to come out here 
and try to get it done. He got to that championship but didn't get it done. But Charles left. Won a great shout-out to Charles. I think, what Charles called him? Somebody a punk ass? <laughs> Y'all better leave Charles alone. Y'all mess with the wrong person. <laughs> Just leave Charles alone. If you don't want to know the truth, don't ask him either, okay? Because he's going to tell you the straight-up truth. I guess he told Tiger, Tiger, stop saying that you're not black because, man, you are. But, but let's go back to LeBron. If LeBron doesn't win the NBA championship, seeing this is the best team that he has, Corey, do, do you think he packs his bags and he moves to New Jersey, New York, wherever he's going? Does he leave Cleveland? I honestly think he might. It's going to be a decision that he, he has to make because if they took LeBron off of the Cavaliers, the Cavaliers I don't even think would be a 500 team right now. They wouldn't even be a 500 team. So he but has that's to what a great player does. A great yeah, player makes the, those around him exactly. better. Exactly. So I, I could agree with that, but that should be the case. But how did, what's the justification of him leaving if he is the one that's supposed to deliver? What's the justification of him leaving one team to go to another? There really is there really is no justification. It's kind of just gonna come down if he wants to start start a new a new you know, I guess uh, I don't know, being a legend somewhere else. That's all it could really come down to because Cleveland, they say they're gonna surround him with the right pieces as they've tried. They brought in Shaq, they brought in Jameson, a couple of other role players. So it kind of just depends on what LeBron really wants to do. Uh, I honestly think this is his last year to kind of really make it happen with the Cavaliers. But depending on how the offseason goes in 2010, they might just try to bring in this some more. This is the more. money year. Yeah, this yeah, is the money year. This exactly. is the free agency year. But let me say this. Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls. Larry Bird, Boston Celtics. Julius Irving, Philadelphia 76ers. Kobe Bryant, L.A. LA Lakers. Lakers. <laughs> LeBron, you know, the celebrity status, it's hit the stratosphere. For him to go to, to New York or New Jersey, wh that, what would that do for him? I mean, if you look at New Jersey, they just barely got over the mark of being the worst team in history since they've been, you know, keeping the stats of wins and losses in the NBA. Why would he want to go there? To the Knicks. They're probably right next to the, you know, to the Nets in terms of their wins and losses. You know, why would he want to go to a team like that when indeed he's playing for a team right now in Cleveland that – when, when the pundits look at it, supposedly he's got more talent than he's ever had. And he's certainly got, this is the best team that he's ever been on. So he, he's got talent. Because sometimes you could have a good team and, and they just, there's good chemistry with them. And, and so, because you can make them better, it's a better team. They're saying he's got better personnel and the talent is there, and the chemistry is there. The only thing that's missing is the ring. So, wow, if you're LeBron James, would you want to stay, even though you've lost, and prove it, I'm going to stay here at this team and make this team a winner, or am I going to go someplace else and try to start all over and rebuild another team? I mean, this is LeBron James. He gets all the media attention. How do you know the other team, the chemistry will be right if he goes someplace else? It won't be right. And it's going to be even more pressure if he decides to leave because if he goes to New York, then New York's going to expect him to deliver now. And that's not going to be the case because New Yorkers, if they bring LeBron in plus some other players, I give them at least two years before they even, you know, are considered for a final. I mean, there'll be an instant contender, but to actually win it is different. And if he fails or LeBron gets hurt, saying not, not putting on that it will get hurt, I'm just saying, hypothetically, if he gets hurt or something happens where he doesn't deliver, then it'll be the biggest bust ever. But you said uh, ever. Wow, LeBron and the biggest bust ever. Ever. If, if they trade him to like New York or something like that, though. Well, 
I, man, I just, the greatest player, one of the greatest players of all time, becoming the biggest bust of all times, he probably could be, and I would say this, I wouldn't say that he'd be the biggest bust, but I would say that if LeBron James goes throughout his career and does not win an NBA championship, he will be the most disappointed, and he would be the, not, not a bust, but he would be recognized as the greatest player that didn't ever win a championship. But there's a lot of players like that. No, Charles, not the great, but 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 Patrick. Those are good players, and and Charles will give it to LeBron. Charles will say, "No, I'm I'm a great player, but LeBron Carl James Malone. is a better player." Carl Malone still is not he in is, Tiger Woods. Is, I mean, he's not right. That's where LeBron is in the Tiger Woods stratosphere, whereas he is up there to be considered one of the greatest ever. Carl Malone will never but come in that How could you call him the greatest ever, though? How could you well, call him that? He if, he if he doesn't <laughs> win that championship, then you'll put him there as the greatest that didn't ever win that championship. But I, I do agree. I, I do agree that, and, and I feel this way too, how, if you're the most valuable player of the league, your team should win the championship. Yeah, or at least get, I mean, and, at least get to the finals. If you lose, that, you respect exactly it. Right. It happens. Uh, but, you know. I, but I believe you can't get you know, in the playoffs and lose in the first round and then you'd be the MVP of the league. I, I don't agree with that. So what I'm saying to you, if he's the greatest player ever, he should have some championship rings. If not, he'll be considered as one of the greatest players ever, but then an asterisk will be next to his name to not have a championship, to never win a championship. And, and that, that would be very disappointing because everybody believes that he has the talent, but somehow he's got to make his team so much better because they need him mm -hmm. so that they can win a championship. He's got to become, I think this year, he needs to become a Magic Johnson more than he does. And this discussion with some other people have had this discussion. He needs to be more of a Magic Johnson who, when he won his first championship, in the championship game, he played point on offense and played center on defense. You got to do what it takes to get the job done. Listen, I'm going to get this done. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Got my sidekick with me, Corey, the intern. Hold We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. So I had to do what I had to do because I had to give. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's at Tough the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com.
Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. America Network. I'm Phoenix Living Like It Matters. And shout out to my man Dion, the real prime time. Be taking care of that board in the back, man. He get it right for me. I appreciate that, Dion. And shout out to Rube, Big Ruben. Changed up that music a little bit. Still got that Midwest swag going on. Uh, got my intern Corey in here. Corey, the intern, doing it, keeping it right for me. Uh, you know, Corey, I know. Man, we talked a little bit about, you know, LeBron and what he's got to do to get it done. You know, one thing that he's got to do is uh, he's he's got to make it out of the East. <laughs> it's going to be rough. And I, I'm telling you now, uh, you know, the, the three teams in the East that, that really, you know, that concerned him, uh, there are two teams that concern him. Of course, there's always Boston and there's always Orlando. You know, I'm not I'm not really sure. That you know, there's anybody else really that you know he's concerned about, and I'm not so sure. I mean, they should, but it's playoffs. You know, we ain't talking about practice. We talking about playoffs. And uh, shout out to Allen. I think Allen got a thing going on tonight too on TV. Y'all check it out. You know, ESPN. I, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I I just support Allen Iverson and I pray for him and his family and him his adjustment to life without basketball. And I hope that it works out for him. But uh, you know, Boston. I mean, do you do you is it is it a guarantee that I mean we're talking about LeBron winning, you know, an NBA championship. I mean, it really if you look at it, that's an NBA championship match just trying to get out of the East. You know, when you when you get over to the West, yeah, you know, whoever shows up in the West, I, you know, even I, I even if you play the Lakers you know, uh, if you play, well, I don't want to, you know, we're here in Phoenix, but I don't want to give Phoenix the, that same kind of credit. You know, if you play in the Lakers or if you play in Dallas or you play in San Antonio, you know, or Denver, 
I, you know, for some reason, I, I'm giving all them teams a little bit more credit than I'm giving. Shout out to Amari. Big Phillip, he, he, he's trying to get it done. And Steve Nash, he's trying to get it done too. But I think Steve is on the short end, and Amari's still got some time to get it done. I mean, Steve is doing everything he possibly can. But I, I'm, I think Steve Nash is going to be one of those people who may not get that championship he's been looking for. But, you know, this Western Championship, you know, whoever comes out of that conference and plays in the championship, I think the people in the East are going to beat themselves up. You know, and, and, and again, the West could sneak in, and Kobe could sneak in and win another one because it's just going to be so tough getting out of the East. And you talk about, you know, if LeBron doesn't get hurt, and I hope he doesn't. But, I mean, do you see who, – who do you see them in that, that championship over there just trying to get out of the East? You think he's matched up with Boston? You think he matched up with Orlando? And, and if so, can he – can we guarantee he's going to come out? He's going to win. You can never guarantee it. You can never. You guaranteed it last year against Orlando, didn't you? I know Mr. Ellis guaranteed it. Shout out to Cleveland, Ohio. That's a respect right there. It, it, shout out to uh, Cleveland, Ohio. My, you know, I have family back there, but I, I couldn't even guarantee it. You know, they, they still have some, some holes that they have to maybe pick up just to get by maybe Atlanta. Just a little bit more athletic teams on the front line can give them trouble because Shaq ah, can't you move like throw, he used you to. You're going to throw Atlanta in there. You, you yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta's a beast. Now, you, you can't overlook them. They're still young. Yeah. They're still young. But, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be so concerned about Atlanta, you know, because I, I don't, you know, they yeah, they could end up playing Atlanta early on. Could be in the first round. But um, I, I'm just thinking that if they run into Boston or – if they, uh, you know, run into Orlando, I think those are just really tough matchups for them. And seven-game series, man, LeBron's got some heat. He, he really does have some heat, man. I, I just, you know, I hope he can get it done. But what do you think about, I got an L.A. man here, Kobe. I mean, you know, let's look at the Lakers. I mean, are we guaranteed the Lakers going to come? I, I think they should. I think they should, you know. But are we guaranteed the Lakers gonna come out of the West? I'm, I mean, I can't. Ain't it's no guarantee. You no, said that. any given day, any given day, just like in football, any given Sunday, and NBA is in any given day because they play. Well, I think about they always. It's always. It's not yeah. one and done. Yeah. But they, you know, they always got seven game yeah. series, so it's not a one and done. So they they stand a better chance to, you know, it's not any given day. It's like you know four given days. Exactly. Okay, so. I, I, can Kobe do it four games? I mean, seven game series. They beat everybody. I mean, they it's just. I mean, it, the question is, do you think a team on the West can beat Kobe in seven games and the Lakers? That's the question. It's not because we could beat any team that we play against any given night. You know the Lakers. I mean, we're the champions. So the question is, can any team beat them in a seven-game series? And do you think the, the Lakers have that much confidence that they believe that everybody is thinking, can we – I mean, they – okay, right now – they on the throne, but is that is that really what it's all about? Can we beat the Lakers in seven games? That's why everybody's trying to avoid them. Uh, Greg Popovich actually quoted on last night on ESPN saying, "Nobody wants to play the Lakers in the first round. And Nobody." The, uh, well, okay. So do you do you see a reason why somebody should step up to that challenge and say, "Guess what? We don't. I don't care." Because we any given Sunday, right? Any yeah. given Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, bring the Lakers and anybody else on. Is there a team out there you think in that West Conference, uh, you know, that Western Conference has got enough confidence that, hey, you know what, we can do it. We we we, we don't want to bypass the Lakers. Bring them on because we want to beat the best. Well, <laughs> they, some teams don't have no choice like Oklahoma City, which is looking like the team that's going to see them in the first round. But honestly, coming out the West, if I had to pick one <laughs> – Maybe Denver or Dallas, but both of those teams can't can't beat the Lakers at home. 
in a seven game series with a healthy Kobe Bryant and a healthy Andrew Bynum. And they and they have home field advantage throughout throughout the whole Western Conference. In the finals, we won't have a home court advantage, but against uh, in our Western Conference, we actually will be playing all our uh, six and seven games at home. Well, um, that home field advantage means a lot, it, and and sometimes uh, you know it's almost like wow. You know, you just you you would hope you you hope the whole time when you're in this whole thing that okay we we get that home field advantage and we don't lose that home field advantage, and in this particular case, the Lakers certainly don't want to lose it. But you know, uh, are they healthy enough? Is everybody healthy nowadays? I mean, I know Kobe. We, we're resting Kobe. His psyche. Yeah, Andrew you know? Bynum's coming back, so he's you know kind of just getting back into motion to things. That's why they're you know those playoffs won't start till Sunday for the Lakers, whoever they play. So, you know, what's today? Tuesday. So he has roughly, what, six, five days to get get right. So yeah, that should be enough time for an NBA player. All the all the medical advances that we have nowadays, 2010, they'll have you ready to go tomorrow night. <laughs> and, and you know what's so interesting about that is, see, that, see, there's concerns about, you know, resting LeBron as opposed to resting Kobe. See, LeBron has never won a championship, so he really doesn't know what it takes to win one. Kobe has won multiple championships. Kobe knows his body. He knows if he can rest and get right back into the groove. LeBron only knows how to go full speed all the time. He's never really had the luxury of resting, and they're resting him now. Wow. Is, is that going to be a good thing for a man that the only way he knows how to go is 100 miles an hour all the time, and, and, and now you're resting him and is this going to be a thing where he could be out of sync when playoff time comes? Or is he going to get right back into this groove? He, I mean, we'll see. I mean, this is this is how they do all the great players, right? They rest you, make sure you're on point for seven-game series for a month and a half worth of playoff basketball. So, I say and LeBron's they had, you know, and, 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 and don't get me wrong. I'm for LeBron. I, listen, I'm one of them cats that was in Cleveland. I can't, we couldn't get the job done. I don't want to talk about the drive and the fumble anymore, but mm -hmm. we, could, we could not deliver a championship to Cleveland. And I had my chance. I had two chances to do this, okay? Uh, couldn't even do it down at the Ohio State University. Had to go out to Southern Cal and get our, you know, but 17-16 there, you know? So I've had a couple of times and went down to Columbus at high school basketball. Couldn't deliver it. So I've had a couple of chances to try to deliver some championships there in the state of Ohio. And... You know, it is difficult, and LeBron is going to have to deal with that pressure. But the fact of the matter is, you know, he's there. You know, you, you can't get a dance if you're not invited to the dance. He's been invited to the dance, and I'm hoping that, you know, the young man goes out and delivers it. Everything and gets, goes through L.A., though. And, and <laughs> Everything goes through L.A. You have to respect it. <laughs> well, okay, speaking of respecting L.A. and, and all that other stuff, man, I'll I tell you something else that, that I, I do respect. I respect the fact that it is the time— uh, and the NFL offseason where it's getting ready for the draft. We talked about we're going to have a, uh, a draft show uh, next week. I'll be talking about the draft. Several of our other hosts will be talking about the draft. They'll be talking about the draft this week, too, as, as we close out this week. Um, so as, as the draft is coming up, Corey, you are over there at Arizona State University. There are, I think, several guys that went to the Combine and, and perhaps maybe uh, may be in line to, to be drafted. I think we're going to try to get a couple of those fellas in the studios with us. Uh, in fact, we may try to do that next, next week. Next week. Yep. Yeah. But uh, give me a couple of names. Throw a couple of names out there. Now, we can't guarantee, but I think it's about a 90% chance that if you are invited to the combine and you go and you participate, there's about a 90% chance that you will be drafted. 
Um, I don't know what the percentage the chances are if you don't get invited to the combine because there's a lot of those guys who don't. But I think it's like 300. It's there's 300 picks right in the in the draft and 350 players. There's about 340 players that actually go. So I mean, for you not to get drafted, that pretty much means that you went down there and just didn't, you know. So run down some of those names. Give me some of those names that you were familiar with that you know went to the combine and if they performed well or not, but. Throw those names out, Riff. Drop some names. Drop some names. Yeah. I got my man, shout-outs to my man Kyle Williams, Dex Davis, Chris McGahey, Sean Laval. Um, I have a couple guys that actually didn't go to the Combine, but are hoping to get picked up. Terrell Carr, Ryan McFoy. See, these are all the brothers I played with when I was there at uh, ASU. I just kind of took the business end of it. <laughs> and and, and you, see, you see Corey threw that out there now. Now, we got a, a corner, and, and corners aren't shy about anything, so... Uh, this is a man who's extremely confident in his work on the field and off the field, and I'm confident in what he does with me to support me off the field. But uh, of those that you just mentioned, uh, who do you think will perhaps maybe be chosen the highest in the draft? Either it'll probably be either the guard, tackle, Laval, or um, Williams. Yeah, and you so guys I have been known to put out some pretty good offensive linemen. Yeah, line. we put out a second rounder uh, two years ago. Yeah, you put out some pretty, so, pretty good offensive line. And he's actually there. and he started what ten games out of that whole season for the Colts. So you know we put you know we we got some good line talent. Hopefully. But in that last game, what happened? <laughs> oh, we don't want to go there. We don't, don't want to go, go there. there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about that a little bit on the other side of the break too. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Shout out, Fred, Malcolm Jenkins. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports uh-huh 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 rihanna uh-huh good girl going bad uh-huh take three action uh-huh no clouds in my stone all righty we're back the rail sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters Shout out to my man, Anthony Heron. Hey, Anthony, if you can hear me, my man, uh, Big Ant, give me a shout, man. In fact, give me a call in, man, so I can lead you into your show, let people know a little bit about what you're going to be talking about. Um, call me at 346, I'm sorry, 888-346-9144. Uh, all right? Okay. Uh, shout out again to my man also, Ben Eisen. Ben Eisen was the uh, president and founder of UNGL. Ran had a couple of hiccups. We're going to talk about that probably on, on, on another show in a couple of weeks, but uh, we're going to certainly do that. Uh, as I told you, next week is the draft. Of course, I look forward to having my, fr- my friend, Kelvin Fisher, here in the studio with me so we could talk about uh, some of those talented young men that he's been watching over the past few years. I want to shout out to all, all my family, my family of the National Football League, Players Association, current and former. Shout out to all the fellas, all those who support us here at Voice America Sports. And uh, shout out to my, uh, my fellow fraternity brothers that will be there tonight. Fraternity of football, that is. Uh, not necessarily Omega Psi Phi, but those who will be at our meeting tonight where we will formally be electing officers for the chapter uh, here in Phoenix of the former NFL uh, players and one of those officers might include myself, uh, might include Kwame Lasseter, might include Lincoln Kennedy, and and a few others. Uh, I say might only because we have to vote. And, uh, and so let's go back to some other mights that might happen. We're talking about some of those young men over there from ASU, and and we're just focusing on ASU guys because they're around the corner. Uh, McGahey, I, you know, I've, I've looked at him as a receiver. Corey, you, you probably w- was up against him um, in practice many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your assessment of him, and, and do you think that, uh, that he could uh, provide uh, some necessary services to a team in need of a wide receiver? What do you think? He, he's definitely a, a possession receiver. He, can, he has great feet. He can get open. He's actually stronger than what he, than what he perceives as. Um, How tall is he? He's about six one. Okay, now you and I are probably going to differ on this. Now, now, in your opinion, uh, what do you? Here's what I consider a possession receiver. Now, I, I'm going to hear what you say, and then I'm going to tell you what I feel when I when I identify a possession receiver. What's your take on what you consider as a possession receiver? My take on that is that um, on third and eight, he can run a dig route 
get in the teeth of the defense, catch the ball, don't drop it, and take a hit. Okay. Now, now here's it on more than one occasion. On more than one occasion. Now, here, here's there were some things very similar to what I'm going to say. And the bottom line is, if we take a hit or not, for me, a possession receiver is somebody that you throw the ball to and they catch it. Mm-hmm. That you know, many times I've heard people identify somebody as a possession receiver who is not the most fleet of feet. He's not the fastest guy on the football field. To me, that don't mean a thing because there are plenty of guys out there that are the speed of light but can't catch a football. What good does it do to throw the ball to the man who is wide open or, you know, is the fastest man and he doesn't catch it? So one skill set that a possession receiver in my eyes must possess is the ability to catch a football. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think that's one thing that I've seen in McGahee that I liked was the fact that he seemed to have – a good pair of hands and that's that's extremely important i don't care what route you're running you know and i mean in traffic i mean with somebody you know pulling on you grabbing at you you know whatever you got to be able to catch the ball so you know that's I, i brought his name up the linebacker that's the veteran linebacker in terms of age over there at arizona state university is he <laughs> being considered uh did he get invited to the combine oh, um he did. It was actually Gerald Munns. Mm. Munns. And how old is Gerald? He's uh twenty two. No, Gerald's no. There was another. Oh no, no, no. Mike Nixon. Uh, yeah. I don't think. I don't think Mike. Uh, I don't think he wanted to pursue his football career. Yeah, Mike was about twenty. He's twenty seven. Seven. Because yeah. he he played in the minor leagues of baseball for mm-hmm. the Dodgers catcher, and then uh, after that was done, he decided to come play football for a couple years. Okay, so you got a linebacker over there. You think that that went to the combine? You think somebody's looking at him? Yes. Who's they had, they had a little that? buzz on them. I, like I said, it was 31 teams at the pro day. Right. 31 out of 32. So, mm-hmm. And then on NFL.com, they gave a little buzz about how his his workout went and whatnot, and how it was actually a great time for him to showcase all his skills. So, I, I, I mean, I would be lying if I told you <laughs> what actual team has a buzz on them, but 31 of them were feeling them because they were all out there checking them out. And they, and they mentioned it on NFL Network. And what type uh, of game uh, do you think he's going to bring to the NFL, provided uh, he makes it? Provided he makes it, he's, he's more of a, a tough downhill, and he's going to make a tackle. Sure tackler, downhill, he can also run in the flats and, and be in zone coverages at times. Is he going to be a liability? Is he going to be a three-down linebacker, or is he going to be a two-down linebacker? He could be a four-down linebacker, because well, I, I played with him, so I, I used to— well, I fourth mean, down, most of the time, they punt. punt but, hopefully, but, but, I mean, but, if he goes to Kansas City Chiefs, it might be something different, but <laughs> I mean, if he goes to a, a, a legitimate contending team, he'll be a great special teams player at first and get in the mix. But, you know, four-downs—listen, I was a four-down guy. You know, I, I, you know, I made fun of that, but, you know, special teams is something I always enjoy doing, you know, and a lot of people— uh, don't want to play special teams, but uh, the more starters that you have on special teams, I've always found out that those teams that allow their starters to participate in special teams, they win more games, you know, and be- because special teams, is a, it's a third of the game. Actually, well, yes, yeah, spe- offense, defense, and special teams, it's a third of the game. So what are you going to compromise a third? Because if you if you win the other, you know, at one other aspect of the game, then now you've won – you know, 66% of, of the battle. And if you win that, you should win the game. So you don't want to just forego, you know, your special teams. You want to have your best players, you know, out there. And that's I believe that's why the argument that a lot of people were upset that when you had the league vote on, you know, some the way they were going to deal with the overtime, particularly in the playoffs, was that they were going to give everybody a chance to touch the ball. 
there were many people out there that felt, and I believe my man Big Ant, who's coming on next, as I said, I believe Anthony felt that way, that you should have kept it the way it was because special teams is such a big part of the game that now you're going to say that, okay, I've got a superior, I'm superior in the area of, of special teams because we spend time on it and now I'm going to be compromised. You're going to take that advantage away from me because if on a kickoff, the job of the kickoff team is to prevent the kickoff return team from advancing the ball. So if you now take that advantage away from them, then there is no advantage. So I, I didn't look at it from that perspective at the very beginning, but it might have been as I heard the way he felt about that, uh, about, you know, the advantages of a superior special teams unit, and they should have the ability to use that to their benefit. So, Corey, you played special teams. What was your approach about special teams? It's something that has to be done as part of the game, just like tackling, just like catching, just like running the ball. Something that has to be done in so many games that I've been in that <laughs> we actually lost because of special teams. Well, let me ask you, and tell the truth now, you ever get ear holed? Anybody ever ear No, I keep my head on the swivel. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> now, I, I have been ear holed before, but not on special teams. Oh, not on special teams? Not on special teams. Well, how you get ear holed? I was playing, it was office. Crack? I was playing office, and, you know, <laughs> this was actually in high school. Just a little story, and that guy came down, and I caught a little bubble, and I didn't see him, and the linebacker actually ran right through me. I'm going to be honest. Popped I got, up, though. Popped I, I, up. I got ear-holed, uh, you know, in Chicago playing against the Bears. Shout out Dave Dorsey and Frat. Rue. Yeah, man, I got ear-holed. Man, I got ear I was so mad. I think I went to cussing out the coach, <laughs> you know, and the next thing I know, I went after your boy Walter Payton. Walter. The next thing I know, I was starting, you know. So yeah, that's right. Don't ear hold nobody hey, and, yeah, and let yeah. them wake up. Motivation. Don't let them wake up. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Got my sidekick with me, Corey, the intern. I got to say this. You know how I end this. I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Rain is back with little Miss Sunshine. Rihanna, where you at? You have my heart, and we'll never be worlds apart. Maybe in magazines, but you still be my star. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.